0: You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't anymore. you
1: take that of voice with me, young lady.
0: Love you, Dad.
1: I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads, reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm Eddie Ferguson.
0: And I'm JB Wagner. And on today's episode, we pour the wine and cut the cheese as we review The Hunchback of Notre Dame. But first, Eddie, how are the kids? How's the family?
1: We are doing wonderful. We are uh, in full summer mode, enjoying... The blistering humidity that is Indiana, mm-hmm. which isn't that mm-hmm. bad compared to others. Let's be honest, but um, yeah, compared
0: to Atlanta, it's not too bad. Mm,
1: true, um, and enjoying lots of what Lewis calls fire truck candy. Do you guys have fire truck candy?
0: Fire truck candy? No. Yes. What is fire, fire truck, truck candy?
1: Fire truck candy is what you received from the fire trucks during the. 4th of, of July
0: parade. parade, which I found out is not a thing everybody does. Cause I was talking to somebody a couple weeks ago about, Hey, we got to find a 4th of July parade to go to. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like 4th of July parade. Like don't you guys have parades on 4th of July? They're like, no, we don't We have Christmas parades. Didn't know that was a thing. Did not know that was a thing. Sorry to bust your bubble right there. People don't have 4th of July parades? Like, what have, do you do for 4th of July? You just blow stuff up and barbecue.
1: So just for some context, if you're listening and you're like, well, what? 4th of July parade? I've never heard of this, which would be really odd. Yeah. I mean, the town we grew up in does a typically like a hour and a half, two hour parade. Yep. This year, we're still a little kind of post-COVID or whatever. It was a hair over an hour long parade. <laughs> like, but still, and we sit right at the front of the parade, yep. so we get tons of candy. Fire truck candy. Ton, and Lewis calls it fire truck candy. Oh, that's fun because his favorite moment is when all the fire trucks go by and they throw out candy from there.
0: As the, ever, as Ma- every little boy, his favorite yeah. is.
1: But do you know? In our family, our opinion, who gives out the best candy in the Brownsburg Parade? Who? Your uncle.
0: Ooh, M&M Body Shop.
1: He gives out whole bags of regular and peanut M&Ms. And my mother, in particular, will sit at the parade, just real docile, loving, you know, taking pictures of the kid or whatever, here comes Eminem Body Shop. She is like body checking kids to the side. <laughs> or she's this year, she had a new strategy where she's like, hey, get me that. Get me that. No. You know, and she's barking at all the kids. All the kids. To like go all the grandbabies
0: and, to go get And having all the stuff. grandkids go out and get. Um, That's smart. Good job, Nancy. And
1: then Sarah and I do this where we host Fourth of July because we live just right off the parade route. Yeah. So everybody comes to our house. And then uh, as a part of c- celebrating our glorious country, uh, we charge a candy tax on all the kids when they come back uh, into the house. So Sarah and I stand at the door and all the kids nice. have to open their bags and we st- we t- Steal. Tax, tax our favorite candy that tax we want the kids out of each Tax the
0: kids to pay the pastor? Tax the kid to pay the pastor? Gotcha.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think that's go. Cool. But, uh, so, and we usually take most of the, uh, whole bags of M&M's, not gonna lie, we're like, hmm yep.
0: You're so mean. So, you're so, your mean Uncle Eddie on 4th of July.
1: No, I'm teaching them a crucial part Basic of economics. what it means to live in America.
0: You're doing your you part. tax. You're doing you gotta, your part. You
1: going to learn what it looks like to, um, you know, and the older kids, we take more candy from them, you know, so we demonstrate the progressive tax, um, you know, the,
0: the, the, the wealthier have to pay their fair share. Progressive tax. I, okay. Okay. They are getting all kinds of, is this Keynesian Deep economics? Is, is this, this is uh, a, um, Smith?
1: civics economics? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, anywho, wow. fire truck candy. We've been eating lots of fire truck candy, uh, here in the Ferguson household.
0: Oh, goodness, Eddie. that That is great. I, I, I feel for your for the kids I'm but I'm very glad that you had a 4th of July parade. We did not we just had the fireworks and just explosions and stuff like that. But <clears throat> uh, I walked by yeah
1: no our neighbors do a big deal. I I looked at a trash heap at the end of one of the guys driveway and it was I counted the boxes it was over $3,000 worth of fire truck Wow. Is, fi- fire truck fireworks just sitting at the end of his driveway all burnt up
0: money up in flames
1: and you know what i thought hmm how many trips to disney can i get out of that i would much rather do a disney trip than
0: that one mega trip you could have done a mega stay at an how actual how we do it oh yeah but how you guys like, how you guys do it you could have gotten several trips but how my wife wants to do her first uh disney world trip <laughs> we get we get we, we get pretty close to one and maybe. staying at, staying at maybe, maybe Maybe uh, She wants
1: the Grand Floridian. Yeah, she wants the, the Grand Floridian. Yeah,
0: I don't know. If, and that's probably not going to happen. That might be like, we go visit that. We don't actually stay there. But speaking, <laughs> of, but speaking of Disney, since we're on there, is there any Disney news for us to talk about? We forgot to, to list something on here. Did you have any off the top of your head as we are vamping right now to try and fill the space off the top of my <laughs> We are, we are coming up upon uh, the end of Loki series. Um, we've got one more episode to go. Um, We're going to hopefully be talking about that next time. We are uh, going to see, uh, trying to get that in before Eddie leaves us for, for a quick, quick little trip. But um, Loki, Are you anticipating good things for this last one? Where's your temperature at right now? Uh, Thinking about this last episode this week.
1: I feel like Loki has like each episode like exponentially grown. Grown how? Does that make sense? Grown
0: worse, grown better, grown bad, grown fun. Grown better.
1: Like in my excitement and anticipation.
0: You, you You are getting close to 10 is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I like that the end of this, this fifth episode, I was like, oh,
0: this, what is, what's going on? It, it,
1: I liked it a lot.
0: Not gonna lie. It's been all over the place for me. Uh, but similar to a lot of the other show, the other two big shows, uh, while the first three, first several episodes leave me questioning my life choices somewhere around episode four or five i start coming around like okay maybe i'm going to get into this after all um maybe i kind of and now i'm fully invested in okay i really want to know what happened what's going to be happening how they're gonna get out of this little little issue they got going on here who's really running things um I'm very, I'm very intrigued. That's where I'm at now. Yeah. I'm, I have no idea what's going to happen. No idea how they're going to land this plane. If they're going to officially kill off Loki. Because I mean to some degree. I don't know. where, How they kind of bring him back into the fold. He's, he's been a part of this for so long now. Um, but at the same time. It's weird to just keep him on for one more series. It's kind of weird. We'll see. We'll see. Like, he could have gone out in a grand victory. Not victory. He died tragically on on the on the on the on the Asgardian ship. On on, in uh, well, no, on in in Infinity War. He died in Infinity War. Oh
1: yeah, that's right. Yeah, I didn't like his death there. Like it felt so trivial or I'm like
0: no you can't leave it there like there's just no way. It set the tone though that this was this there are huge this was stakes. This is serious. This is stakes yeah. they're going to kill him off. No,
1: it'll it'll be interesting to see how they end it and I th- and who's at the end of it. I think this will set up like these series are obviously setting up the next phase, which is very intriguing to me. They're being very specific
0: um, about their decisions.
1: Yeah. Um Black Widow came out this past weekend. Yes, um, which was.
0: Did you get a chance uh, to go see it?
1: It was. It's what set right after Civil War. Right
0: after Civil War, she is on the lam. Okay, trying to trying to stay safe because she has I have betrayed not seen it. Iron Man. You have not seen it. Ooh, I have not seen it. So we need to stay spoil free here. One word. Abby. I have not seen it. The Guardian. <laughs> There's <laughs> <It's> two words. <laughs> Eddie, I got two words for you. <laughs> Inside joke from high school. Um, uh
1: but did you see uh, Black Widow had like a huge weekend, not just on um, uh in theaters. So it earned eighty million in the domestic box office. Which that was is ten similar. more. That
0: was ten more than uh, or six to ten more than um, Fast and Furious, Fast Nine.
1: Right. Then it had seventy-eight million on. Uh, the international but this was the first time disney released that it made 60 million on premiere access
0: wait wait they made almost as much yes on premiere access which every penny goes to them boom straight to them we are never getting theaters back again theaters are gone
1: we will always have this mixture.
0: No, it's going away. If this is what they're doing I don't, when, I don't it, think, there think will,
1: I don't think it's going away.
0: Eddie, think about this though. If they it just: can't, went, It pre- can't go away.: Just think it if it was this. only Premier Access. they could have made more money. Sure. They sure. lost some of their revenue just for the theater. Yeah, just for some people, and they don't get nearly as much money. Uh, now, granted, maybe you can say, "Well, you get a bunch of people together." I know, I know several people off the top of my head, uh, just as we were talking today at lunch, who went together, like with their in-laws or with their friends, and they split it um, three ways, two ways, or whatever. So, fifteen dollars, thirty dollars. So, I, I guess maybe they're not completely losing money, but I think, I mean, I don't know how they can turn back. This is incredible numbers
1: yeah $60 million. It, it, and it's so one they told us that it's 60 million they haven't told us any of the other premier access earnings yep. so that means i'm going to guess none of them have come close to this so i mean you're probably looking at maybe the 30 40 to range being the best on any of the previous premier access i, with I will Raya say or yep. but but this has probably been Easily, right? The biggest of their titles that they've dropped, like yes. First Marvel, um, Cruella, May, you know, Mulan, maybe could, but not at the same level as a Marvel tentpole, Black Widow.
0: This was also the first film in easily a year and a half that there's been a palpable, everybody coming to for us at the lunch table going. Did you guys see, did you get a blue black widow from everybody? Like every, mm-hmm. like normally we don't get that. Maybe you have to kind of ask around a little bit to see and find yeah, somebody who went and saw what? it. I'm talking almost everybody saw this film or has plans to see this film. That's the draw that I, and it's, it's crazy because it's the draw, like, cause we've been having other Marvel products with these shows and stuff like that. But this, this, an MCU mm-hmm. movie with Scar with uh black widow. It, it's the big it's the biggest, the biggest thing. It really yeah. is. Yeah. So it just so to say like they could have easily topped a hundred, $120 million or more had this been just theatrical. That's interesting. But that
1: is, it's, we've got the mixture here to stay. Um because apparently Warner Brothers is seeing really great numbers as well with their dual launch Same day, that they're yep.
0: doing. I, um, I bet you they'll extend it. Yeah. If they are seeing anything close, like I don't we don't know what Fast Nine got, or I don't think we got know what Fast Nine got. If it got Fast
1: Nine didn't. Uh it was on Peacock.
0: Yeah. You you could pay right, for a sorry. higher level yeah. for Peacock. That's right. Fast There's Nine. So many now. Wrong. We, I can't keep all of them straight. This is this is bad. I, I think we're getting kind of close to maxing out. And I we're going to see even more of those mergers and things happening. Yeah. I think we just heard you about it. We like, just heard the, another pa- one. The, the Paramount
1: Plus, kind of like everybody coming together. That was a really big one. Just kind of merge it all. Yeah.
0: Well, even Warner Media is now going to be... Uh, HBO. HBO. HBO Max. Yeah. I think we're going to see that come into Peacock or somehow... The yeah. two of those are, or no, no, not my bad. They're, they're uh, just got bought up by um, discovery. So we're going to see that kind of merge together with uh, discovery plus. Um, so we're already seeing some contraction a little bit, but anyways, yeah. it's crazy, man. That's 16 that's million just on
1: premier access, which <laughs> speaking of premier access, uh, you're getting ready to go to a Disney park this fall. They are um, they're testing it at the Paris park right now, but there's going to be no longer any free fast passes. They're getting rid of the fast pass system and they're create in Paris. They've created a new program called Premier Access, where you pay for Premier Access to select attractions at the park.
0: So, there are attractions you won't be able to go to, or just the fast pass you won't be able to use. The
1: fast pass. There's no longer any fast pass. So everything's normal standby lines. But you pay a higher for, for you, you pay, pay extra a higher, for a ticket. You can get to the you know yeah that was bound uh, to happen fast pass that, that was
0: bound to happen. They got to find new ways mm-hmm. to make, make money pay more. So it's okay. That just means we're probably gonna have to pay for it.
1: Or just wait in line. Which in many ways fast passes slowed down both lines because they gave away too many fast passes. Yep. <clears throat> but, but anyways there you go. that's when you were like stall for for news, that that was what I was trying to find. I was like, I knew I saw some big Black Widow news that is
0: substantial. Well then I will not give you any hints. We'll have to talk about that next time on the, the Did you go episode. and see it in the theaters? Oh yeah, I did. I love it was definitely worth going to see in theaters okay if you get uh, unless you got a really kicking home theater system with 70 inches and crazy surround sound and no kids yeah. if you don't have that go see this in theaters because it's a hoot we
1: are seeing it this weekend okay. we are going on a little short weekend getaway and mm-hmm. so we've and my sister's watching the kids, so we're like, Yes, we baby get moon? a movie date night. Yes, third baby baby
0: moon. Third third baby moon.
1: Yep. Going to a wedding at that's out of town. We've kind of extended it a little bit so we I'm can trying get to some remember, time
0: out. I don't think we've even had one baby moon. We we were going to have one before my son came and then he came five weeks early. Yep. We were literally just about to go on it and then with <laughs> my daughter we I guess we did the trip to Indiana, saw, stayed with your family, just saw some people and stuff like that. Um, but we didn't necessarily have a just me <clears> and my <throat> wife trip. So maybe maybe we, we end up having three down the road. Eddie's crossing his fingers for our podcast listeners, but there's still some lively debate. But anyways, that's not why you're here <laughs> for for this podcast. You're here to. As we are marching our way from 1985, not 1985, 1988, all the way through 2005, as we go back and revisit all the Disney movies we grew up on, um, now watching them again with our Disney Plus access, and occasionally some of them we have to get off of uh, Target.com. But anyways, today's episode that we're talking about is the 1996 classic,
1: Hunchback of Notre Dame. Cue the Disney sound effect.
0: Okay, IMDb description for *Hunchback of Notre Dame* is this. <clears throat> hold on, hold on, hold on, oh, hold I, up. I've got to jump in here and correct you.
1: You're saying it wrong. It's the *Hunchback of Notre
0: Dame*. Sorry, I put I put. Please, please I, remember I, the article. I shortened article. it to fit on the page better, so I, <sighs> I'm sorry. sorry. I'm just I'm just being Henry. You're just being you. Never, never, (laughs) never change. Never change. The IMDb description for the hunchback of Notre Dame. Thank you. The Ohio State University. Anyways. A deformed bell ringer must assert his independence from a vicious government minister in order to help his friend, a gypsy dancer. Deformed is a little strong. Not that he's not deformed, but it's 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 kind of mean. I'm sorry,
1: you did that with a great Frollo voice. I was I, I liked I liked the performance. Ooh. He, this was a strong performance.
0: I may have recently had to do some uh, voiceover work for a funny video at uh, at the office. Um, what I was comping in some VO for voice That's the industry term for. Voiceover VO. I, uh, we, we industry need, term, that's the industry term. I'm shaking mm-hmm, my head right mm-hmm. now, like I'm special. Uh, I was just comping in some temporary stuff, but I, I channeled my inner, uh, <clears throat> Brooklyn 99, um, Jake from Brooklyn 99, where he, when he pretends to be diehard, um, I used we that had- voice for doing it. And then somebody liked it and they were like, let's just keep going with it. So I was like, okay, let me just redo it, but better. Yeah. So we are
1: we are rewatching
0: our way through Brooklyn. Nine-Nine. Oh, it's so good, so good, so good. I need to see where we're at. But well,
1: honestly, this total total tie, uh, side tangent here. We're actually watching through Lost. Me again, Sarah for the first time. Mm. But
0: <clears throat> we can't go to bed straight off of a Lost episode. You got to watch something. as a <clears throat> So we watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. For uh, for me, I, I know I asked you, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and jump to it. This was definitely one that we watched a lot. We had this, I can remember the VHS, the worn edges of the box, the case. I can feel it mm. in my hands, the weight of it, the way it snapped together. This was definitely one that we owned and watched quite a bit.
1: Um, I wouldn't say that this is one that we, I remember watching it frequently, but not like a ton, Yeah. Um, No, no, this wasn't definitely wasn't an everyday thing,
0: but I frequently remember watching. this.
1: Where I think maybe Beauty and the Beast a lot more frequently, you know, Lion Lion King, Aladdin a lot more frequently. This one, um, the the line that I remember so much as a kid is the one that I put in the intro. That's why I chose that line for the intro. Because I just remember Jason Alexander's Hugo... Um, you know pour the wine and cut the cheese uh, for some reason I thought that was like the funniest line ever as a kid and I would repeat that line all the time
0: it's funny because when I listen to it the the voices sound so iconic to that time period but there's only really two people that are like household names that are in this it's Demi Moore as Esmeralda and jason alexander um and you are giving me then the then the saying that there are three people that i should kevin have. klein is in this and i'm having trouble figuring out why what kevin klein did or what he, he was has phoebus done. i know but i'm looking and I, I i i literally can't remember what he was in um well he's an academy award winner and three-time
1: Tony Award winner for um, what did he win? His
0: um, I see a fish called Wanda. A oh, fish Dave, called Wanda is
1: what he got.
0: French Kiss. Um, his this, this,
1: these board. are not like
0: Prime. Big chill. Pe-
1: Dave. Did you ever see Dave? Dave is one no, of the funniest. I, ever. I don't think
0: I've seen any of this. The only thing I've seen is evidently he was on the front cover of of uh, for Wild Wild West, which. Honest, yeah, he
1: was there. in Wild Wild West with um with Will but Smith. But these,
0: none of these are like massive movies that you would you would um, you, would, you would remember I mean,
1: A Fish Called from. Wanda was pretty big, but I mean, of course, that was '88, and we wouldn't have known that then. Uh, the Big Chill is a pretty 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 massive movie. French Kiss was big as well. Um, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you that. It's just uh, not Jason the same Alexander. Thing as- I mean, he's, you know, uh, right at the beginning of, or right in the middle of his Seinfeld run, right? Yep, so.
0: he's, his, he's in his apex, Jason Alexander right here. And then so got, that's
1: really big. Can you get um, and Demi Moore
0: is massive too, so. Sure.
1: Now, the guy who voices Quasimodo, Tom Hulse, he was just coming off of an award-nominated um, portrayal of Mozart in Amadeus. Well,
0: there you go. Which...
1: That was, well, not coming off of, that was 84, so a little bit differently. But yeah. I mean, he, and he was a big Broadway star. Um, and then Tony Jay, who's the voice of Frollo, um, he had played, um, what was he, he was in uh, several other kind of Disney things as well. Um yeah. So that's
0: why I say you hear the voices and you go, "Oh yeah, I totally remember these," but then trying to put a face to it was a little bit more difficult. Oh, he wasn't. He was Monjur DRK. Yeah, okay, yep. In uh in Beauty and the Beast. Interesting. Yeah. Th-
1: I mean, I I I hear you. This is not I don't think that this is the movie that um maybe rested on some, like, powerhouse voice actors. Not quite that, the same as, some,
0: the like, the Lion King.
1: Like, the Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, definitely really, really laid on that uh, pretty heavily. Um, I, I do have to say, Mary Wickes, um, the voice of what was the... Uh Laverne, the third gargoyle. Yes. She's one of my favorite character actors just in like <laughs> random roles all throughout like yes. the 40s, 50s, 60s mm-hmm. onward. She's just just kind of got a classic style and voice and all of those different things. That was
0: so. actually um Mary. This Wicks. was her last role. Oh, it was her last role?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. She's the she's the housekeeper in um White Christmas.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's where I remembered. Oh, and yep, Sister Act and Sister Act Two. Oh man, I take that all back, Eddie. Mary she's, Wicks is in this. I completely she's forgot phenomenal. about her. Yeah, so awesome, uh, Eddie. Let's talk about the music. How did you feel about the music in this?
1: I, I forgot. I I, I love the music in this. Um, Come
0: on. Come on.
1: And I I've heard I've like there's a couple of the songs that will like pop up in our Disney playlist. We love Disney. Right. So we've got a Disney playlist that'll, you know, play with the kids and everything. And so there's a couple of songs that pop up with all of this. But it'd been a long time since I had heard the bells of Notre Dame. Yep. And uh, when Sarah and I sat down to watch this. And you know we kind of had it turned up here in the basement with our surround sound and to hear just the epic nature of that song like it it is it's something like it just kind of rattles you uh, a bit Um, I think this is a really I was going to save this for later but let's just go ahead and just (laughs) jump straight in right okay Um, this is such a daring animated film. It is. Um, And in essence, I think what they, they took Beauty and the Beast, because it's the same um, director and producer, like core team from Beauty and the Beast went on and did Hunchback. And I, there's an element where they, they got a, a best picture nomination for Beauty and the Beast, right? Where they, It wasn't like best animated feature like that didn't even exist
0: yet. Overall picture. Yeah.
1: Best picture. And I think that emboldened them to say animation isn't just a child's medium. Animation is a is a medium that can be used across multiple. And this is not
0: a this is not a very childish story.
1: Not in the slightest, not at all.
0: A lot of d- deep, dark themes of race, class, uh, No, I, and I want us to go there.
1: I think they're, the themes in this are so deep and moving. But they, in many ways, they took the, if um, uh, Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast was the first um, entrance into the fun Broadway musical, this was the first entry into the deep, serious Broadway musical. Yep. Um, and you, you've got to draw the correlations to Les Miserables. Like this that deep human condition being played out in song and in, 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 in theater. Um, this just has a depth to it that boom, right off the bat. And they, and they do a good job, right? Like, they add in some fun, goofy songs. Yep. They have mm-hmm. the Gargoyles for a little bit of comic relief. The, Which the, the Gargoyles gesture. go on
0: to have their own animated series, too.
1: That's right. I, I watched a lot of that. that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, the music in this is, is amazing. It also sets that tone that this is, a, this is a serious movie. This is not a lighthearted kids movie. This has some depth to it. Yeah, from uh-huh. the
0: very first scene where he's about to drown a child, a baby, and it carries throughout the, in, throughout the entire thing where they're, they're basically torturing him on, on, the, on the wheel, like uh, after King of Fools, which is so heartbreaking. That whole post, like, because it's such a big climactic moment for him, and then it comes down so quickly, so sharply. Uh, it's intense. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I um. Yeah, it, it, you're not expecting a Disney movie to like right off the bat. Like you're dealing with, you know, questions of infanticide, of damnation, of lust and pride and uh, racism, religiosity um, yeah. and racism. Like it just comes out heavy and swinging but also like not in a not in a trivial way like not in yeah. a um, oh let's see how we can make this lighthearted. because even the the moments where they're okay this is a kid's kind of version of this it doesn't deter from those and then you get a song like hellfire that is Terrifying. Even yep. as an adult, I'm like, this is terrifying. But at the same time, so good.
0: I would agree. I would agree. I had forgotten about most of the songs in this film. They weren't like the first things I was thinking of. Uh although if, if any of them, the King of Fools is like the most lighthearted of a lot of a lot of this, and probably why kind of is so um catchy and stuff. But even as I was watching this, I was going, you know what, there's like outside of this, there is like arena rock where it's like the songs that are worthy of being played in a giant stadium to the entire, to a, to a large, large crowds. It felt like every, most of these songs were made to be experienced in a giant theater with a lot of people with a lot of reverb and a lot of, um, not the room every but a lot of the song had reverb in it. Like it's bouncing around inside of a bell tower. Um, just felt that, um, again, after rewatching this,
1: well, it's funny how you make the comparison there. Um, so they they tried to make this a uh, a Broadway musical and pull out all of the G rated content and make this like a full PG thirteen story. Huh. Um, and yeah, Disney Disney produced it wrote it all out um, but it just never made all the way to um, to Broadway they had three different out of town trials the final one happening in 2015 wow Um, and the music to it is remarkable if you ever get the chance it's on I'm pretty sure it's on Spotify on Apple Music where you can listen to the you know the the Broadway original cast even though they pulled it right before they were. They sent it out to Broadway. Um, and I'd love to know, like, why? Why didn't you just let this go? Because, um, and I had a friend who actually did a community theater production of it, and he was just sharing of, like, how he, he felt like the Broadway's version was on par in many ways musically with Les Mis.
0: Hmm, interesting.
1: But you, it, it, it has that gravitas where you feel like it, it needs to be presented on a, a big stage. stage, a large yep. stage. Um, and yeah, you feel the reverb. I like how you said that. Like you can just sense the the grandeur of it.
0: Reverberates off your soul, Eddie. Mm. Off your heart. Uh, you kind of mentioned it in some of like the, the list of things of major themes. But that... The the what is it? The love, it's not a love triangle, it's the love square happening here with uh the hunchback and Phoebus and um Frollo all kind yeah. of vying for uh Esmeralda. It's it's kind of odd at times, kind of awkward a lot of the time, <laughs> a lot of the time, you, and you feel bad for Quasimodo as he's he's uh loves her too and you're just like kind of sickened by every time frollo is on the screen because has these songs about it uh, th- there's there's a lot happening here in that yeah. like lo- i'm just calling it a love square because i don't even know what else to what <laughs> else to call it the love square i like it the love
1: square it um yeah like there is just a weird um Yeah, and I'm not familiar with Victor Hugo's original novel. I've not read it. Um, It's obvious that, you know, Disney took some license here and changed a lot of different things. As they always do. As they always do. Um, So my understanding is that there is... um, The the novel does lay the ground for these darker, more serious themes and, and things to be to be played out. And the fact that they um they embraced them. You know, they again, this is not a kids animated movie. Um this is I I don't I appreciate it so much more probably more than any of the other animated films we've looked at so mm. far. I feel like I've appreciated this more now as an adult than I did as a kid where I think some of these that I've gone back and rewatched animated films, I enjoy them at a similar level or, um, you know, maybe the same level, but just maybe from a different direction. You know, I enjoy the artistic level or whatever. This just kind of went to a depth that there was no way I picked up on as a kid. But I think now as an adult and, you know, particularly I think for me and what I do with my life um, this just resonates on a, a whole nother level of the tones of, um, you know, this is pre-reformation Catholicism being presented here. um, and you those these themes of, um of religiosity, yep, at a uh just a hypocritical level that I think so many people do connect with and resonate of going, well, I don't want anything to do with religion because they're just a bunch of hypocrites who are judgmental, who um, have their own problems, but only point out the problems of others. Um, This is such a beautiful story that helps highlight of like, yeah, the, the Bible actually agrees with you in that. Like Jesus came and... Shoot out the religious people, right? Like he couldn't stand the Frollo's of the world yep. at, of his time. Jesus hung out with the gypsies. Like that's who he came to reach and, and who connected with Jesus. Um, and so I, I just find this incredible that Disney just makes such an open film that you see a loving God, a forgiving God who the judgmental religious view loses. And an accepting, forgiving God is what um, uh, wins. Like true good actually wins, not the evil that is um, masquerading as righteous.
0: There's some parallels with uh, the the sign above Jesus, the king of the Jews, and with the whole um king of fools and him being um held down tied down there's and then having food thrown at him there's a lot of parallels that i don't even know if they were fully aware as they were making this the the
1: christ typology in this is is quite remarkable um uh, the other moment that was really impactful for
0: me is the song, God Help the Outcast. Ooh, yes. Another another unsung, unsung one. They're like, wow, that came out of nowhere.
1: And, and how she's walking through the cathedral singing this, and then parallel, you've got all of these religious people praying mm-hmm. for wealth and yeah praying for like this and out that. now
0: just saying we want to be famous when we're rich
1: <laughs> and that's crazy because it's um it that that's such a timeless theme mm-hmm. um right it's the um even the the prayer from the gospels of you know the the um the poor widow coming um and uh i'm getting I'm getting all mixed up here. No, it's, you know, the the prostitute coming and praying and being humble before the Lord, and then all the religious people going, Well, I'm just so thankful that I'm not them. yep. and G- and Jesus accepts the prayer of of the widow, yep, um that song and and Esmeralda with all of the people in the in the cathedral praying for fame and wealth and everything, is such a a beautiful analogy again, of the Gospels being played out right there of going, no, this is this is the God of the Bible. Like, this is a forgiving, loving God who I think so many people get lost in thinking that it's about material, it's about wealth and the things that you want. Blessing. And, yeah, just give me the blessing. And then they walk around and they're judgmental and hypocritical of people that are different than them. Um. And the people look at that and go, Well, I don't want anything to do with religion. I can't stand those people. Uh, and it's like, Yeah, because that's, that's actually not true religion. That's not really the relationship with a loving, forgiving God. And somehow Disney made a movie ex- explaining all of this, yep. like playing all of this out in front of us.
0: Yep. That's why I say I don't think that they understood what they were reading. Really they couldn't doing. have, right? There's like, no way. Because I think if they did, they would have... They wouldn't have made it.
1: They would have made it. They
0: would have changed it. Especially not. Especially when we're talking about movies made in 2021. There's, there's a lot of that they, they would get rid of if they had any yeah, idea. Yeah, there's Maybe just wouldn't.
1: no way.
0: Well, now I, I feel really bad now that I watched this on my lunch break and didn't get the full effect, full effect that sitting at, sitting at home, like... On the couch, just being able to take it in without with all the distractions of people walking by and interruptions and stuff like that, I feel feel sad that I didn't get the full effect, like like you're describing here. I did, but I didn't get you know you know you, you like there's enough distractions where it's like I only sure. get about sixty five percent of the full effect, which probably means I shouldn't do that to actually review these things. But then again, we've made other liberties on this. Show. It is, um, I. I already
1: know. Like Sarah wasn't able to finish it with me, and we're like, we're going to go back and rewatch this uh, together. Um, like immediately, I stopped and was like, "This is, this is such a beautiful story." And I somehow, I remember the kind of funny, goofy moments as a kid. The guy um, getting free and going, "I'm
0: free! I'm free!" Click. Dang it!
1: <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the thing we quoted a lot as a kid. Um, somewhere out there, like that song, kind of was always the big one that you hear played on Disney playlists and the
0: ones that I remember. But here, like, here's another imagery that I I actually wrote down on here that I saw. Uh, I I put uh, ten pieces of silver, twenty pieces of silver, little on the nose with Judas and Jesus. Sell out, sell out, um, your people, right? now 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 i'm wondering if no they actually did if there was just some some person on the back end or like the writer of this was just like i'm gonna put this in there and the people that are paying my bills are gonna have no idea what i'm doing but somebody out there's gonna get it
1: i mean there's too
0: many there's too many parallels um victor hugo
1: i mean I'm, again, the, you can make the parallel to Les Miserables here because he wrote the novel for Les Miserables, so that, oh. that's in no way a stretch for that. Um, and in that, in particular, like the, th- the the themes of grace and redemption are are overt, right? So again, I've not read uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, so I'm assuming the source material is so rich in the themes and in uh, imagery that if you're going to make a story about the Hunchback of Notre Dame, it's almost unavoidable.
0: I would agree. Would,
1: would be my guess. Um. So yeah, Victor Hugo, probably it's, it's so, so deep within the, the story structure. There's no way to get away with it, but you're, you've got to be right. Like the guy who, well, the screenplay in typical kind of animated um format, there's like five people listed. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know who was the more predominant writer there. We'd probably um, just guess
0: the source material had it all in it. I'd be very interested to know if someone actually read the Hunchback Notre Dame. What <laughs> if if it's actually yeah. holds up to what the animated is. Um one thing I thought about when uh, watching this a little bit slightly off topic, but uh uh it's funny how many historical or real places or happenings or even novels and stuff like that, that I only know based off of the cartoon or the kids movie or whatever. The other one I thought, and so this is one of them, like, no, the, no, the, the Hunchback of Notre, or the Notre, Notre Dame in general was not a part of my childhood until this movie came into it. Like I didn't sure. know anything. I didn't know about, any of that kind of stuff about the cathedrals or anything. Um, then this movie came in and then all of a sudden everybody knew about Notre Dame. Uh, then you know about Notre Dame in uh, Northern Indiana, the school. Um, I always, it also made me uh, remember, do you remember on PBS, the show wishbone where the dog, Yeah, we would, were just talking about this. Yeah. It'd go back into, into the in novels time. and stuff like that. That's how I know about a lot of basic uh, story plots or structures for some of the classic novels is because of Wishbone. And I think some of them are wrong, but uh, it gave me a, a introduction to a lot of those stories. And um, so that's what I was thinking about as I was thinking about Notre Dame. I was like, this is the reason that I know anything about Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, what did you think th- uh, this... This
1: film seemed to be more even cinematic. Yep. Like the cinematography, sweeping. some of the the shot structure. Like, did you see this? Like there was- Sweeping, I mean, even sweeping the, angles and stuff like that. The poster, like just go to Wikipedia and see the poster for this, where it's like looking down through some of the bells and just the angle where you see a bit of Paris, you see Quasimodo releasing a bird, like- Whoa, like just kind of the perspective there that the way that that is framed is, is again just epic. Like it, you know, that this is a story meant for a big venue, a big stage.
0: That is super cool. Are you talking about where he's sitting with kind of in the bell tower with the gargoyles. Is that what you're talking about? Or are you talking about the, the other one with him and Esmeralda? Nah,
1: I think this is n- neither.
0: This is a, um, um, where he's on the, on the steeple. No,
1: I just sent it to you so you can see exactly the one that I'm, I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. That's the one I was looking at. Oh, Oh, hold up. They, that's funny. Uh, I think they reinserted on another poster that exact same thing, but they added the gargoyles. Oh, without
1: the the gargoyles, it, it's not, I I feel like this is the poster that makes it feel, this is not a kid's movie. This is a very serious,
0: uh, animated feature. So basically take that and add in the kid's stuff. And that's kind of what, uh, I'm trying to try to get it across to you now. This is some great, great audio where the people are hearing right now, um, that I'm trying to send you over. Cause it's literally the exact same thing, but there are gargoyles and, and it's fun. Basically. It's like the other one was like, this is too, and you can see it once I send it to you.
1: No, I mean, so the, the one that I'm, yeah, yeah. They make it look kind of silly and goofy, but the, um, we'll definitely have to put on the, the, um, the show description, both of these so that people can see the side by side. And and you've got to know like right the marketing department from Disney when they first watched this movie they had to have been like are you kidding me what the crap like how are we
0: supposed to market this movie to families well, We know what they did they were like gargoyles those that's where we're going to that's what we're going to put just in all the trailers I want to see gargoyles
1: in everything just put them here put them there gargoyles 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 Try and say um, that three times fast Exactly I
0: just did Gargoyles gargoyles uh, I can't
1: Goggles, I, goggles, I no, no, no. um no but like yeah just seeing these two posters side to side of going one is epic and sweeping and you get a taste of the grandeur of the story and then the others is like wah, wah, you know pop the wine and cut the cheese
0: exactly so exactly. eddie how are you gonna rate this film
1: I I'm trying to I'm I I'm torn between like a four point five and a five.
0: There is no point four point seven five. <laughs> there's only halves. We've we've already we already been. That's our structure is halves. There's no halves or there's no no halves? no. There are halves.
1: So uh, I'm on the fence there between the two. Where are you in trying, you know, convince me one way or the other?
0: I would say four because there are some moments in the story structure and stuff that kind of get little wonky. The 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 love square kind of freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I'm definitely in, but there's some really good stuff in this, and I want to. I I it's we talk, I talk a lot about how, what's the rewatchable factor of this. And I already, because you've sold me online to go back right now and watch it again, just to get the full effect of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I talk about the themes and, uh, the story structure, the music. Um, I think some of that is just innate in the story that is being told. Uh, I'm going to give a lot of credit to the source material. Um there's definitely some slow points. There's definitely some moments where I felt like the animation was a little like, "Come on." Um so I, I I'm going to stick with my 4.5. Okay? 4.5
0: yeah. it is. Well, that that is it for this episode of uh Honey. We made a Disney podcast. Next week we are going to be covering Another amazing classic (laughs) called we keep on doing this. We get, we get a really big one and then we go, we go equally as bad. Uh, It's a first kid featuring Sinbad. We, we haven't, we haven't, we can't leave the nineties without doing a Sinbad movie. Yeah, (laughs) that's so true. Um, I've never seen this film, so I'm very interested to see. I'm not, I'm like, I'm, I am curious. To see what actually happened in this film.
1: This, if I, so, I remember a little bit seeing this, and if memory serves me uh, correctly,
0: it's in the vein of like a blank check. It it looks like it. It's got that. Yeah. It's got that curious look of uh-huh. just like this kid is uh, is gonna uh-huh. do something because he's got the power, can do whatever he wants to, gonna get into some trouble, maybe have a weird romance with an older lady.
1: <laughs> it's just, that was so weird oh,
0: so weird still ah. so weird but that the waterfall the water spouts oh it's so weird anyways uh, so that is it for the uh, this episode please uh, subscribe leave us a leave us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts at you can also go to honeyweemade.com slash movies and you can see the full list of movies that we got coming up uh, next week we are pretty confident we might have um A Loki one. I think we're. I think at some point we need to do a Loki retro on that series. We've made that our thing now. Is we take a week off to be able to uh, recap a <laughs> Disney uh, Plus uh, series. So I think as, we're going to do that again. As you like to say, it's our podcast. We can do whatever. It's our podcasts, We do what we want. We do what we want. We make the rules. But anyways, that is it. Thanks for listening.